cheap, mm-hmm. nasty, mm-hmm. and downright boring. It's just that most pennies I, I know are, are women. That's what I'm trying to say. Andrew John sideline. Uh, just Gus, if you're an expert on the Fijian language, what does Aquila mean? Aquila? Same as Penny. Aquila means very fast. Well, all right. What's Petro mean? Very big. What about Noah? From the great Noah Dan Drucker. Good everyone, it's not the footy show. Back for another week, it's episode 105. And after Gus's amazing linguistic skills, Matty Duncan joins me from Queensland. Good evening, Matthew. Good uh, evening, Wozmeister. What's going on? Uh, Matt Pryor. Do you know, have you heard, he's got five weeks for his uh, tent peg on Jonathan Thurston. Five weeks and how much cash from the New South Wales Rugby League? Well, not the New South Wales Rugby League. I can reveal, uh, declare, break, uh, what other words they use on Twitter these days. Not the footy show's money. It's gone to bad use. We paid... Well, we, we allegedly paid Matt Pryor a uh, princely sum uh, to go after Jonathan Thurston to give us a chance at the Origin Series this year. And I'm sorry, Matty Pryor, but mission not accomplished. He had a fair crack at it, was. <laughs> Have, like, uh, the news today at night is that he got five weeks and apparently his good record's the whole reason. But buddy, uh, there's a term I think we gave to the judiciary a couple of years ago. I can't remember what it is, mate. Joke judiciary. Uh, because, uh, would you believe, James Segayaro for giving Ben Hornby a love tap with his chest, got a week. Madness, isn't it? Uh, mate, I, I, I can understand people being upset that, that Pryor was facing, you know, eight, nine weeks or anything like that. Uh, I can understand the Manly fans are upset that Tony Williams was facing a similar time on the sideline. What I can't understand is that we uh, we give Pryor five weeks and then we give Segayaro one for something that... Please explain how that is actually a, a suspension. I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm happy to move on for the prior thing. I just want to know why Segiaro gets busted. I can, I can believe Segiaro got put on report, so the fact he's got a week is, is ridiculous. And the whole argument from some corners of the Dragon Nation, or whatever they call them, Red V Army, or whatever it is, is that if it hadn't have been Jonathan Thurston, no one would have cared. Oh, that's well, rubbish. <laughs> if you want to put it that way, if it hadn't have been Ben Hornby, Segiaro gets off. Good point. Good point. Oh, the joke dishery. We love you, we love you, we love you. Uh, prior... I his defence, did they use it's not his go? That's a favourite of always. Yeah, no, it's never his go. No. It's never his go. Um, I mean, the fact that he lifted his elbow and tried to uh, tent-peg the bloke in the head, uh, allegedly trying to charge down the ball, which was not being kicked. Um, I don't get it. Uh, I will say this, though. The NRL Dragons on Twitter, uh, they just, uh, after the announcement had been made, uh, wrote this. Sorry for the typo, exclamation point. Missing five matches means many prior will be available to face the Titans in round 26. Huh? <laughs> they uh, evidently did one of these originally, realised they'd made a mistake, came back, 
and didn't fix the typo. Yeah, oh dear. On fire dragons. Uh, look, prior five weeks, you know, he got he got more than a month, which I guess at the end of the day is a, still a fair chunk of football, especially with the buys coming up. But and you and you throw in the send off too, I guess was. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I mean, again, it's more to me that we compare it to the other guy that got a week. Um, I don't know. I just think you know when you lift your elbow and you cop the guy in the head. Uh, Matt Pryor is extremely lucky that Jonathan Thurston isn't currently uh, in a darkened room and uh, struggling with a concussion. Yeah, it was uh, it was not a good look. It wasn't. Let's move on from uh, not the footy show's assassin and uh, talk about Friday night football, mate. You will be there at Suncorp Stadium for the Broncos and the Seagulls, and then the uh, Bulldogs and the Titans. Now we did hope that I was going to be up there, but Mother's Day got in the way, unfortunately. I can't believe it's come around this fast, mate. It has, as it was. It's, uh, we're up to round 10 already, the double header, and uh, no, uh, great night of rugby league ahead. Uh, unfortunately, it'll be great for the people in Queensland who can go to the game because Channel 9, mate, guess what? They're, uh, they're not Channel Live, and there's easy, you know, there's an air rage up here too, was for a lot of people who can't get to the game. Not, not happy jam. Look, this ties into something that we'll talk about. I'll talk about with DC Chapman a little bit later on, but, you know, the TV deal bids just go in, and Channel 9, once again, just make no effort to, I guess, win over the public in the battle for these rights. I mean, I know they probably won't mean a, a little thing at all when it comes down to the negotiating table, but surely, after having the rights since, what, 1992 or 93, they'll be throwing bones to fans to say, well, get behind us. Well, actually, we've listened to you, please. We're going to do our best to give you as much live football as possible, etc., 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 etc. And yet, here we go. Uh, apparently... The David Gallup argument at the Test match, if you recall, was uh, you've got to let everybody get home from work in time to watch the football. Isn't that, don't you remember that one, mate? Yeah, that's one of the best ever. And uh, I actually realised we missed a golden opportunity to um, call out David Gallup on that point because, uh, mate, what's the highest ranking uh, show on uh, pay TV every week? Uh, Monday Night Football, is it? What time does that start? 7 o'clock. Oh, DG, mate. That's just, it's just beyond it. Um, I, don't, well, I don't get, and, and Seven are using it a, a lot, but why, why not use their supplementary channels? Well, this is something that we made the point last week, mate. I don't, I don't think it was with you, but um, it was one of our feedback notes uh, from Simon, Simeon Alley, actually, that the gem situation where they cast everything live is only live per what's on TV in New South Wales and Queensland, not what's actually live where the game's being played. So... That whole banana that they threw to the fans was just a peel, and there was nothing in the good in the inside. Mm. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. I just don't understand why they wouldn't want to try and get the fans on side because they can they can bleed on about how they produce it best and they are the slickest and they have got the best commentators and stuff. But fans at this stage are starting not to care, and, and I know uh, just from a straw poll in the office today, now, people are happy if like six stations have it next year. Oh, in this day and age, was you, you, games need to be shown live with. Social media, you cannot go in with a delayed telecast. It's not good enough. And two games. It's not like they're just showing the, the second one on delay, which I can understand. I mean, this is the this is the second point. You know, they should start the game at 6.30 in Brisbane so that the second game starts at a decent time instead of 8.45. It's not even for TV anymore. No, that's right. That's, uh, it's, and that's late for people to get there. And, I, you know, speaking from experience, half the crowd's on the been on the soup all night and it, it gets pretty messy by the time the... The uh, half time comes around in that second game. And James Chapman just, he had, uh, we were looking at that question anyway coming into tonight's show, but James Chapman on Facebook also wanted to know, you know, essentially why aren't people taking the uh, Channel 9 to task? And, mate, we just, we do our best here on Not the Footy Show. I'd like something for the listeners to draw up the, you know, if they were putting in their rights for whatever channel, for the opposition channel, 
you know, what what package would they come up with, and and their team, you know, their team of commentators. What, what the callers would like to see, like their dream scenario. Okay, well, mate, if you want to post it on our, uh, uh, not the footy show page, you can put it on there, and everyone, oh, this is on Facebook, everyone's just facebook.com slash podcast. Matty will put up the question. Uh, essentially, you know, if you could have it on any particular stations, what would your dream calling team be? Would Andrew Voss uh, be let out of his little cell that he's in at Channel 9 during the week and uh, get a chance to commentate uh, NRL football? Because I, I imagine he's still doing a pretty good job in Queensland Cup, mate. I've talked to a lot of people who were reluctant about Channel 9 getting the the, the rights of the Queensland Cup, and they're worried about Andrew Voss not, you know, not being a Queensland Cup fan. They've all turned around. He has done the most marvellous job. He has done so much research. Yeah. I swear he's been following the comp since he was seven years old. He, he's the premier commentator in our game. And then you uh, look at the flip side, and I think... Uh, uh What's his name? Ray Warren still thinks no one at Drew plays for the Raiders. Uh, Dane Gay guy, mate, he's on the market. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, 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 that's right. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a funny one. He's been released, not sacked. So he's still at the Broncos, and he can <laughs> negotiate and go to another club or another code, for that matter, uh, as soon as he likes. But at this very minute, he is still with the Broncos. But uh, uh, about seven or eight little uh, minor indiscretions have added up to... Uh, a big one, and uh, Hook Griffin is wanting to accept a set an example for the rest of the squad. Has said no, well, that's not good enough. If you want to be a Bronco, you're out of here. Now the question here is: uh, it means that he's been released from his new contract, and his current contract's in play. Is that correct? I believe that's right. Was so essentially, yeah, I agree with if it's if he's been mucking up. I got no dramas with him. I'm sacking him, but it's also a, a ploy, I guess, on their part. Doesn't hurt him right now but it means that they free up that cash for, say, another couple of signings or a signing uh, from another club for next year. If they say, see that there's someone there, yeah, they, they've got that extra money there. But if he wanted to go to, say, just for example, Penrith next week, the Broncos aren't going to stand in his way either. OK, well, Canberra, mate, I don't know if we've got any room for him because we've got a guy called Jared Croker, who's a gun. How good is he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of Queenslanders, Edric Lee, give him a chance in first grade, Deferner, but then again, you've got to change your game plan. Uh, my little man, Eyes, has got some thoughts on that later in the show. Uh, uh, speaking of another Bronco, and I guess, uh, you know, making room in the salary cap, mate, Petro, he's decided that's it, this is it. Yeah, he's uh, said this is it on the NRL, leaving a, maybe an opportunity that he might go around for the Mighty Finns back where it all started uh, next year. There's still a possibility. Hasn't shut the door on that yet, but... Uh, yeah, what a career was, and uh, he's just uh, like a fine wine, just got better with age, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I've always enjoyed watching Petro play. It's actually funny, though, if you ask me what my lasting memory of Petro's seven receiver is, it was actually a, a shoulder tackle he made on a, I think it was a Penrith player, oh, gee, ten years ago. And I don't, playing, wasn't it? I, I don't think he got suspended. Well, I, did he get suspended? At, it, it, he didn't get what I thought he would have got for how he actually smashed Martin Lang. But it's one of those things, if you ask me Petro's seven receiver, I don't think of the the origins, I don't think the test match. I don't think of it in a bad light. I just remember that tackle. Yep, no, he's, um, he's got very strong shoulders. <laughs> yeah, he does. Leads with the shoulder. It's good to see. But Petro, he'll retire. Uh, and, mate, we spoke about it last week, but I think he uh, he gets game one. He'll play for Queensland. I'm pretty sure the fact that he didn't announce his retirement means that Meninga has more or less gave him the nod that they will choose him. And as we discussed last week, and we've also posted it on DreamTeamers.com, which is another website I'm associated with, that means all those players with Corey Parker in their Dream Teams are very happy because, mate, I don't know what your mail is in Queensland is, but I just can't see him in the team. Yeah, I, I, I think he's the unlucky one that, that 
does miss out poor old Corey Parker, but yeah, for the, the Dream Teamers, they will be delighted. And it was a comment he actually made he, in the press two days ago. It was roughly, uh, I hope that they realise who did the job last year and reward loyalty. And I'm thinking, well, David Shillington was hurt last year, and I'm pretty sure he was part of a couple of series victories before that. Yeah, that's right. I did, I did hear that, and I, I thought it was strange. I thought, yeah, you were there on a bit of a, a relief mission to start with. So, but he did a good job. He did a good job. See what happens. We did. Uh, mate, we have to go to the tips for round number 10. Well, the odds, I think it's your, yours and mine job in, the, in light of uh, poor old GT. The, uh, the fish has gone off. He's not well. He's coped up, uh, wrapped up in bed, I think. Or well, He was always in bed when he talks to us anyway, but uh, over there in England. Uh, now, he had an absolute cracking week last week. I even gave you a good tip. Uh, the six points each way on the um, South Bunnies game. Uh, South and uh, Sharks game. And, mate, I've got, to, I've got to say, I want to rip off some Sharks' heads because that cost me a perfect round last week. So close yet so far away was. And I gotta wait nine I gotta wait nine weeks before yeah. another chance. What's that sorry, mate? I've gotta wait another nine weeks before I get another chance as well. I know, disappointing. <sighs> anyway, uh wait, we'll go to our tips for around number ten. Uh what did you get last week, mate? Uh six. Oh, that's alright, take that. Yeah, you? take that. The Bronx and the, and the Sharkies let me down too. Yeah, I was pretty pretty happy with the Warriors performance, not that I actually saw it. I just a disclosure here, everybody, the reason we didn't do a Monday night show this week was simply because I didn't see any football. I saw uh I think I woke up after a sleep in the afternoon. I've been camping all weekend, and I watched the the Raiders uh, do absolutely nothing to worry the Manly Seagulls in the replay, and then I watched um, Monday Night Football. So I've got absolutely no idea what happened. So my tips this week, they're, they're just going to be the DC Chapman uh, theory, I think, mate. Just go with favourites, eh? Just stick with the favourites, play it safe. All right, mate. Um, on, on Friday night, we've spoken about the games that are being played. Let's give some winners. Uh, Brisbane are 2.13 at home against Manly. And you get two points if you like the Broncos without Peter Wallace. Yeah, interesting game. Uh, I'll go with the Broncos here. I think that loss, one of those losses that, that may do them good. Obviously, Wallace is a loss. But uh, yeah, last time Benny Hunt played halfback, Broncos went went well, albeit against weaker opposition. But I'll go the Bronx. Yeah, Ben Hunt played well. It was against Canberra, I think he played that game, and he was absolutely outstanding. Look, I liked what I saw from Manly last week. Uh, they kept Canberra at bay. They didn't have to try too hard. I mean, Canberra played, as their coach said, exactly how they wanted to and, and really didn't threaten them. I know the score was close, but look, I'm going with Manly, actually. I want this game. I think Peter Walters is a massive loss to your team. Uh, I wouldn't have said that 12 months ago, but it's true now because you don't have a Lockyer there either. Look, I think Manly, uh, I'll just have, I'll, I'll say this, I think the fact that you guys have to go and, and do a real trip for once, uh, have it at New Zealand and back, I, I like Manly. Righto. We'll see. We shall. Uh, Bulldogs and the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, mate, I think I, I, you'd probably be like me. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans are on a tipping embargo for the rest of the season. So uh, Canterbury $1.27, Gold Coast three ninety five. Is 10.5 points start for the Gold Coast enough? Uh, no, no, they'll get lapped, I think. They, they threw everything into last week and still got beat. That, that'll be a real... They'll be on a come down after that. They'll find it hard to back up. They'll, they'll get lapped. Well, the only uh, concern for the dogs is, uh, as far as I understand it, Trent Hodkinson's pretty close to coming back. Uh, but the uh, the answer, uh, Chris Keating, uh, he's, he had a gun game last week, and uh, Reynolds is apparently in origin contention. She hasn't had a lot of drill. Um, are they a good enough halves combination to put a big score on a team like the Titans? I know that the Eels were terrible last week, but the Eels are either going to be really good or uh, horrendous this year. Uh the Gold Coast, are they going to be defensively good enough to shut down Reynolds and Keating, though? No. That's the question, no? No. Pretty confident. All right, and there's a guy called Ben Barber, I guess, which is always an issue. Um, interesting uh, comment from Jamal Idris in the lead-up to this game. Uh, they asked him about how he thought uh, Josh Morris was going, and he said, oh, look, uh, I think he's going right. I don't watch football. Yeah, well, 
Yeah. Now, my question here is, and I, I mean, Jamal's our number one fan here on the footy show, so he doesn't watch football, but he listens to our show. I listen to lots of footy show. You, uh, quick, quick, quick question for you, mate. Can you pick a guy who doesn't watch football for Origin? Ideal, is it? Well, it's a passion question, really, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not saying you have to watch every game like some losers who are currently talking to you now. Uh, but, you know, you've got to have interest in rugby league, I think. You've got to have a passion for the game. It's all well and good to say you want to play red football, but if you if you go out of your way to not watch football, I, I don't know. Am I being too harsh? People let us know on, on Twitter and, and Facebook and stuff. I, I just I find it hard to, to, to grasp that a guy could uh, you know reach the passion level I guess you need for um, Origin if you're not interested in watching the game. Yeah, it is interesting, Wad, but, you know, it's maybe just his style. It's it's Gen Y, I guess. I don't know if he's even Gen Y, mate. I think he's the next one. What do, what do they call him? It's not Gen Z. Isn't there another name for it? Uh, yeah, something. It's the Idris, Idris generation. Uh, Warriors and Roosters on Saturday night. Uh, the New Zealand, $1.42. Uh, how many won one in a row? Uh, the Roosters, two ninety five. You get 7.5 with the Roosters. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I, I tip the Warriors, but I don't mind the Roosters at the start, actually. Uh, I, you know, the, the Warriors were good, but they're an up-and-down team, and as soon as they become favourites again, they kind of, uh, they let everyone down. So I, you, you've probably got to go them on the back of the strength of that impressive win, but yeah, not by many. Yeah, uh, Nathan Friendout is a, is a big concern for them. I mean, he played last week pretty much with a broken jaw the whole match. 75 minutes. Did you notice that he was struggling, or...? No, <laughs> <laughs> he just kept coming harder and harder. He's a... He's a little warrior, pardon the pun. Yeah, yeah, I like him as well. And it's good to see Thunder Thighs Harrell in the centres. Look, I think the Roosters' biggest problem is handling. Uh, if they get a night over there in New Zealand that you typically see at this time of year, they're not going to be out on the ball. And I think Mitchell Pearce, as good as his form has been, it's not going to be good enough to uh, get the Roosters ahead of the Warriors over there in New Zealand. I actually think the start isn't enough for the Roosters. I think they'll get dusted in Auckland. The other game on... Saturday night is the Newcastle Knights and North Queensland Cowboys. Cowboys favourites dollar seventy five. Newcastle two thirteen plus two with the Knights. I'm actually leaning the Knights. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm tipping the Cowboys, but with with no confidence. This is a you know this is a, got a Bennett win written all over it. I feel, but yeah. I'm just playing a little bit safe. Well, you know why I can't pick the um, the Cowboys, mate. Why is that, was? Oh, come on. Um. I don't understand it. I thought he was a pretty good uh, fill-up to their team the last couple of weeks, and uh, the moment Kane Lynette comes back, he gets put straight back into the side. I, I mean, loyalty is one thing, but uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I, yeah, what's. Oh, I don't know. What are we What are we seeing that Neil Henry doesn't was? <laughs> Obviously, Kane Lynette runs hard and fast or something. Uh, look, uh, there's room for him at the box. <laughs> the uh, Cowboys, mate. Uh, I love their back row. I love their their, their bench is pretty good. Although we'll be without Segiaro, which is a interesting thing here, and I think he's been out pointing Aaron Payne significantly in the last few weeks. Well, Payne's minutes have been reducing each week, haven't they? Yeah, you know, and, like... and it'd be a question of what they actually do uh, at the selection table. I reckon there's a chance that. Uh, I mean, there's a few options they've got, but I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Morgan came into this squad uh, on the bench. I think he's been playing centres in the Queensland Cup, though, hasn't he? Has been, yeah. They've been playing him out wide. He'll come in and play some, you know, ball playing, but yeah, definitely plays a, a couple wider in the Queensland Cup at the moment. Look, I like the Knights. Uh, Darius Boyd, 
was reduced to tears against the Roosters on the weekend. So I'm not sure what he was crying about, but Darius Boyd, I think he's primed for a massive game against the Cowboys. And, and my concern with the Cowboys is what we saw against the Bunnies. If they start badly, just not sure that game plan is, is that adjustable. And I, I'm actually going to go with the Knights at home. I think you definitely take the two points. Uh, start now on Sunday. We get to the big one. Those mighty Josh McCrone-led Raiders against Parramatta and the Casey Maguire-led Eels, mate. Uh, Eels are 272 outsiders. Raiders dollar forty-eight plus six for the Eels. Smash the Eels! Oh, yeah. Get on board the Eel train, the home train. Oh, I'm serious, mate. The Eels will win. Declared. Declared. I'm going the Raiders. <laughs> Why? Oh, yeah. You can't tip the Eels. It's just they're the lesser of two Eels. Uh, my issue with Canberra is they'll play the same way they played last week. I think the Eels have reached a point where they'll just throw the ball around and Hayne will go crazy and Sandale will go crazy. and It'll be one of those games where you look at the table, you go, they've had one victory at the end of uh, ten rounds or nine rounds. This is one they win. Canberra aren't going good enough for me to uh, think that they're going to beat any team at the moment. Fair enough, Foz. Have faith. What? How can I have faith in it in a team that doesn't attack, mate? Well, it is hard, i admit. Especially after you see that lovely ball. And I'll admit it, it was a lovely ball by Josh McCrone early in the game. And then every set after that, it was no in interest in um, scoring points. It was just repeat set, repeat set, repeat set, repeat set. David Shillington at, at hooker, throwing those lovely cutout passes to um, Sean Fenson. Oh, it was scintillating stuff. Uh, Raiders will get done by the Eels. Uh, I have declared it. That's your, that's your bet of the weekend, everybody. Hey, David Ferner. The game plan isn't working. The Sharkies and Melbourne. Mate, I can't pick the Sharks again for at least the next couple of weeks after they dusted them a perfect round. $1.31 for the Melbourne Storm. Three sixty for Cronulla. Plus 9.5. That's tempting, if you're that way inclined. Is this the week, mate, that you unload on the Sharkies? Get on board, Woz. This is it. Monday night <laughs> upset. No, Sunday night upset. Yeah, it's... Um... Get on, the, get on the Sharkies. I know Todd Carney was brilliant Monday night, but the Melbourne Storm will not give him the room, uh, just like Queensland probably won't either, but at least he's in the team. I don't think Paul Gallen will play. I think he's um, challenging his uh, uh, suspension thing so he doesn't get docked three Daly M points. Um, and actually worth checking out, by the way, everyone. I'll uh, just check, check Twitter while we're talking. Uh, anything news on... Ah, there we go. Cronulla Sharks, Paul Gallen not guilty. There's a surprise. Uh, I, the reason he challenged was simply because of the Dally M situation, mate. I, I think. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. Um, you know, if he if he knew he was going to get done, he just would have taken the week. He was going to miss because of the, uh, the injury. Look, he'll probably. I reckon he'll probably still turn up, but uh, he's in doubt. Look, I can't pick the Sharkies based on what they did on Monday night. They lost the ball in the first set of six while I was driving home in the car. I knew that my perfect round was gone. Melbourne, they've got one more good win in them. I think once Origin hits, that's the end of their winning streak. But I'll stick with the Melbourne Storm. I just think they'll find it hard to get up for this game. No, they were handed one last week by the Panthers. Speaking of the Panthers, three ninety-five at home. The Dragons a dollar twenty-seven without the assassin Matt, Matt Pryor. At ten and a half points with the Panthers. I don't know about you, but that ten and a half points. I don't think that the, the Dragons are, are going to go out to Penrith and score forty points. Yeah, they're not a team that, that's going to pile it on. Yeah, that, that ten and a half is very tempting. Uh, but both of us start taking the Dragons. Oh, I'm playing the safe in the chair. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't pick against um, you can't pick the Panthers right now. Right now, uh, they are just going that poor, and you know you drop Michael Jennings and, and what's going on there. A uh, quick couple of questions for you, mate, from our feedback files before we let you go here on Not the Footy Show. Andrew Wales, how good was Carney Inglis Monday night? It was very good. It's 
you know, there's, uh, you know, the game was probably the game of the year, and it was on the back of those two players. Yeah, two absolutely brilliant individual performances. And Ben Jones wants to know, I think you've just answered the question, who beats Melbourne first? Um, the Sharkies. <laughs> And uh, this is... Jones, as in the, the Cowboys. Well, I don't know. Uh, it's always hard to tell on Facebook, uh, depending on the photo they use. Um, the question I had, though, mate, for you is, I, I don't know who's going to beat them. Look in the draw. Uh, I think they've got the Broncos after Origin. I think that's a big chance of losing that one. Uh, this is the question I wanted to ask as we leave you here, mate, on Not The Footy Show. What's the closest you can recall to a perfect, or pretty much a perfect season by a team? Um, uh, oh, Broncos 98? Broncos 98? Broncos, yeah, I was going to say Broncos 98 or Broncos 92, as, as obviously yeah. the Broncos fan of the two that first spring to mind by me, yeah. The two that come to mind for me are 1990 when Canberra won every single thing but the Sevens, uh, won the minor premiership, the Challenge Cup thing and the, the premiership. Uh, I think we won the minor premiership in all three grades in the juniors as well, made all three grand finals and your boys beat us in the reserve grade grand final. Perfection eluded us that year. Uh, and then 95 is probably my most disappointing year as a Raiders fan. Uh, we were unbelievable during the regular season. It was the year after Mal had retired. We were, uh, I think, 20-2 and two during the regular season. Uh, beat your boys in the semi-final. Looked really, really good. And then came up against one of those Canterbury sides that, that made a run in September and, and got dusted. And the, the close to perfect season was gone. Yeah, that was disappointing. So, uh, yeah, they looked good, good that year, uh, the Raiders. But, yeah, that was... They were, they were an absolute marvellous team, and that's one of those teams you look back and think, yeah, that, uh, you look at the premiership table that year, the, the premier, you know, flipping back through the premiers, and you think, ooh, the Bulldogs, that, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> well, but, it's funny, I mean, everyone speaks about how Canberra were great between um, 89 and, and 91. Yeah, we made three grand finals, and, and we lost the last one, but I actually look at that team from 93 to 95, and I actually reckon there's a chance it was even better. Um, and the only reason we didn't win in 93 was because the old Ricky Stewart did his ankle, and the, the Bulldogs got us two years later. Mate, that's you for Not, uh, not The Footy Show, episode 105. Uh, everyone can uh, grab Matty at Mr. Potential on Twitter. And uh, his show, Sports Fever, is every Thursday. What's on this week, mate? Big uh, local derby comes around again. Was recorded on Saturday night. Uh, the Gold Snakes take on the Bribe Ellen Mogul, so we're talking to ah. a couple of players as well. So. It can't be that time already. Yes, uh, a bit of a change to the draw, though. It's kind of... Uh, uh, they don't go through a full draw. They they play the get the double headers out of the way. They uh, local derbies out of the way. Kind of a more of a pool system this time. So okay. uh, a little bit of a change. But yeah, they, they're up against each other again. And uh, final question on the bribery on Warrigals, mate. Uh, over under within forty and a half points. I don't think they'll get within fifty. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, Caboolture will put on a big score. There's no chance of Matt Gillette making a late appearance. No, uh, no, I don't think they'll get Matty Gillette. They'd probably even like his brother who played from last year, Luke, but uh, he's playing some good football for uh, the Dolphins' Colts at the moment, so not looking good for Bribey. All righty, mate. Well, we'll let you go here on Not The Footy Show, and we will speak to you not next week. I believe you've got something else happening. I can't imagine what it would be. Next week so I need the week off. Ah, uh, mate, indeed. All right, babe, we'll talk to you uh, soon here on Not The Footy Show. See you, Wazza. All right, everybody, there was Matty Duncan, uh, even with the... Uh... <laughs> unfortunate uh, battery thing that you won't notice in the podcast, but it happened. Now, uh, I will be uh, back after the break with some Maria Cialis here on... Throw me a frickin' bone here. I'm the boss. Need the info. Yes? G'day, Maria Cialis. Welcome to the Footy Show, episode 105. Hi, how are you? Oh, very, very well. Now, I believe, uh, you know, for the interests of uh, transparency, we were going to have you earlier on the show tonight, but I believe you are at Corey Payne's Bar Mitzvah. I was. 
writings uh, you look very good um maria uh we have um to talk about uh obviously the, the round 10 tips and everything like that and uh we've got through the period where this sunday at about 5 p.m ricky stewart names his new south wales team mal meninga names his queensland side there are plenty of speculative uh, comments in the press but the long and the short of it maria is i've got to ask you a couple of key questions that have come out the last uh, week or so i've had my article on wnicholson.com with all the contenders, I updated it uh, after Monday Night Football. There's a couple of key questions. I want your immediate answers on them. Brett Stewart or Josh Dugan? Who does Ricky Stewart pick? Carahan. <laughs> um, okay. Brett Stewart. Uh, I was just making making sure that he wasn't on the list. Uh, do you think he definitely picks Jared Hayne at fullback? Yes, I do. Wow! Wow! I know. It's, uh, look, it's, I don't expect to be right on any of it, but um, I just get that feeling. I like it. I could live with that. Uh, I could also live with um, either one of them, to be honest. But yeah. I, I think I've, I've made a point many a time. I, I can't understand why uh, Josh Dugan wouldn't be Ricky Stewart's man after he declared him last year and he's got through two games and he's played pretty well. Sounds like you have some green goggles on, if you ask me. Well, now, uh, given I picked um, the Eels to smash the Raiders this Sunday, I think that uh, comment is unfounded. I will have to say, one of my colleagues at work has got his maroon and white goggles on. I have no goggles on. That's why I'm going for Hank. Well, I, I actually, you know, if I had the choice, and remember, this is not what we're talking about, I would pick actually Hank fullback. But, you know, I, it seems to be some sort of lost in translation situation. Okay, so if Hank's at fullback, Uwade's uh, on one wing, uh, Brett Morris gets the other wing spot. Yes. Okay, now Michael Jennings is in New South Wales Cup. I will explore this a little bit longer later with TC Chapman, but... Um, does he get picked with uh, Chris Lawrence in the centres regardless of who he's playing for? I don't think Chris Lawrence will get picked. I think Josh Morris will get picked. Now, interesting. Uh, you don't happen to have any uh, blue and white uh, goggles on at the moment? No, I, I... The past few years I wouldn't have picked Josh Morris for anything, but I think this year he's been amazing. Okay. Um, he, he especially did, compared to Chris Lawrence. He did have a good so. game the other night. Uh, and Chris Lawrence, interestingly enough, played 5 eight. Uh Maria, um, we have to ask Sorry, this... Uh, simple... about Michael Jennings. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, I think Ricky will still 
pick him. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, now, uh, I do have some information here that um, is interesting. Uh, you've got Big League coming out, obviously, this week, but you will be doing a Big League State of Origin special. What can everyone expect to uh, have come out in that? Oh, well, let me tell you. No, it's... <laughs> we, do, we do them for every game, every year. Yep. And um, it's a really good commemorative thing, especially if you're a huge fan of State of Origin, which I'm guessing if you pay out the arse for a ticket, you are. <laughs> yep. Um, and it'll have fake stories on all the players playing, but also really good stuff from, uh, you know, Origin Legends, and um, Mido does a lot of... Good stuff. Looking back at some of the great games and all that kind of thing. So, um, and we've got we've got a double page spread this year on um, like old guys and their favourite Origin memories. So yeah, it should be pretty good. Now you wouldn't happen to have um, uh, Big Paul Siren in that list, do you? I I'm not writing it, but as if you you, you couldn't miss that, could you? Because well, uh, at this stage, the wheels are in motion that Paul Siren will be not the Footy Show's Origin One special guest. So uh, if it doesn't come through, then the guy I work with is getting bashed up. Now, um, Marie, we have to get your tips for round number 10. It's a, it's a very quick effort here on oh, the footy show tonight. Broncos Seagulls on delay on Friday. Um, Broncos. Okay. And we have the Bulldogs and the Titans. The Bulldogs. Definitely. Stunned. Uh, Warriors and Roosters. Warriors. Uh, the Knights and the Cowboys. Okay, the Raiders and the Eels. Eels. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, I think I think Chris Sando and Jared Hayne have huge games. And... Oh, it's, it's just got to happen. It's got to happen eventually. <laughs> and the Raiders are the team that will provide that, I think. Yeah. Uh, they Shark... did well last week, the Raiders. I felt, I felt really bad for them. Well, we, I've spoken about this with Matt already, but you know, I watched the game. Uh, it was away all weekend and, and watched it on delay without knowing the result. I, I was just overcome with this... Um, sense of malaise that the Canberra never really tested Manly. I know we looked close on the scoreboard. I know we drew level. We got in front with 25 to go. But I don't know about you, but I never felt like Canberra were going to win the match. I don't know. I don't know. If a few things went their way, I thought I thought they could. They tried really hard. <laughs> yeah, but that's... I'm sorry. That's, that's not very comforting, is it? That's evidently the uh, whole game plan is just try hard. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, what did you think of David Shillington's pass from dummy half? Pretty good, eh? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, memorable. Sharks and Storm on Sunday. Uh, sharks. Oh, you've changed your tip. Have I? Yeah, yeah. But, but um, let's do it. Well, is, is Gallen going to play? Gallen got off the judiciary, but he yeah, doesn't play then. He did. Um, look, I said to, to Matty before, I think it's a thing about his um, Dally M count, I think, if he didn't get the guilty play. I'm not sure if it, he had to get the week off or he just had the, the thing over. I think that was why he challenged it. Um, okay, so Sharks for you and Panthers and Dragons Monday night. Will you be heading to this one? Um, well, the, the announcing... Oh, they've got the media session for okay. New South Wales uh, Panthers, don't they? Ah, on the, so on possibly. The, ah, so you're probably a big chance then. Wait, let me think. No, actually, Matt and Taylor will be there. Oh, okay, well, well hopefully hopefully you get a, a chance. Whichever game you go this weekend, I hope it's a good one. So Panthers, Dragons, Panthers, any hope? Yes. Yes, Ooh. I think we're Panthers. Ooh, I like it, I like it. Uh, something different, and it's better than colours. So I like it from Maria Cialis. Now, fried yeah. rice, uh, you're going with the Canterbury Bulldogs? Yes, I am. Uh, I know GT, and I'll give his tips quickly right now. He's taking the Broncos, Cowboys, Warriors, Cowboys, uh, sorry, Broncos, Bulldogs, Warriors, Cowboys, Raiders, 
Storm and Dragons. He's taking the Warriors as his fried rice. Matt is taking the Dragons as his fried rice. I've got to choose my fried rice. Uh, as much as I would love to pick uh, the Parramatta Eels to beat the Raiders as my fried rice and totally mock it, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Melbourne Storm. I can't pass them up. I'll take the Melbourne Storm to uh, take out fried rice there. And I can tell you that uh, McInerney is taking the Broncos as his fried rice. And DC, I think, ends up with the Cowboys. So there is fried rice for this week. Now, you're killing the fried rice, I think, Maria. Am I? Yeah, I think you've got, I like, I think you've got like... I don't even know um, what's happening. I just, um... Yeah. Oh, well, naturally, you frequent wnicholson.com all the time, don't you? Yes, definitely. Yes, because yes, I buy... In my spare time. I, I buy Big League every week, so, you know... Um, <laughs> Because I mean, I'm just I'm just gonna you know grab Big League in front of me with um, your interview with Cameron Smith in front of me, and I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna that's that's Big League that's Big League right there. But you know if you don't want to re- return the favour, I appreciate it. Maria Cialis, uh, that's done for us. Uh, you've got a Big League edition coming out on Thursday. Who's in the front? Oh, Ben Hannett, Sam Tosiano, and Ben Ross. Ooh, some big boys. Oh, quick one on um, Ben Ross. Can you explain why he's playing 20 minutes a week? I cannot. I did not read it. I don't know if it was asked, but um, I'll pick one up tomorrow and let you know. At least I was reading my big league on a Thursday. I get to work in, in the morning and flip through it. So. Uh, very, very good. Maria Cialis, thanks for being a very quick uh, substitution here on Not The Footy Show. Great having you on the show, as always, and we'll speak next week here on Not The Footy Show. See you later. Bye. All right, there was Maria Cialis uh, giving us the good stuff, as always. And that was a very short interview, everyone, which means we've got one more to come. DC Chapman, will he answer his phone? Anyone, no one's ever sure. Uh, he could be watching... I don't know, MasterChef, he could be watching what's it, The Voice. Uh, by the way, I put a tweet out the other night, um, The Voice hashtag, I like toast. Didn't get uh, put on the screen. I was, I was just devastated. Um, I don't understand how that can happen, if I'm honest. But um, I've filled for long enough, and I'm going to put DC Chapman on the line. Right about... Hello, David speaking. How's uh, MasterChef going tonight? Nah, not watching that one. Not watching that. <laughs> what were you watching, mate? I've, I've, I've put it through a few ideas out before uh, uh, you came on air, so I'll see if I got it right. Oh, yeah, well, I'm, at the moment we're watching The um, Oh, I guess The Voice. I don't even know what, I, I don't even know what night The Voice is on, so... Um, the Apprentice, well done. All right, good man. Uh, buddy, we're going to quickly wrap up, not the footy show, for... Round number 10, uh, we've got a big story that I've touched on with Maria and Maddie already, but Michael Jennings, he's playing New South Wales Cup this weekend. You're Ricky Stewart. You've said that you're going to pick Jennings the whole time. Do you just say, sorry, Queensland, you don't get your wish, and you pick Jennings in the centres? I, I'm not a big fan of Jennings. I, I never thought he should have been there from the beginning. Um, who he's put in his place is debatable, but um, geez, I find it hard to pick a fellow who's got dropped down to you know, to play for Windsor. I mean, it's just a bit ridiculous, isn't it? I, I, I can't. It, it just does. It's not right. I don't think you should do it. Okay. We've lost six straight series in a row. It doesn't matter about where he's playing, and if uh, Ricky Stewart thinks he's the best choice, and I'm talking about Ricky Stewart, should he pick him? If Ricky Stewart thinks he's the best choice, then yes, he should pick him. But I think that Ricky Stewart shouldn't make that decision without going and talking to Ivan Cleary first and asking him how come he dropped. And yeah. getting all the facts and 
you know, maybe maybe he might have come out that his attitude's not there and he hasn't been working very hard at training. And then, well, really, you don't want him in, in your origin camp, do you? It's funny. I asked a question before about Jamal Edwards, you know, the number one fan and not the footy show. And it's just a legitimate question, I thought. Uh, he admitted during the week that he doesn't watch football. Uh, so my question to you is, if he doesn't have enough passion to watch any football, would he be a good pick for Origin? I would have thought all footballers should watch lots of football. And surely that's surely the key way of heightening your game by watching what everyone else does, watching your own game. You, you know, you've got to analyse your your effort. Like, oh, that, that, that strikes me as very odd, very strange. Yeah, I, 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 if I'm Ricky Stewart, I pick him. If I'm me, I pick him. Um, I love Michael Jennings. I think he's he's about the only other centre in the on the in the country that can worry the other two. Um, but then again, defensively, he's average. But I don't care. We've got to score points. That's how you're going to win. Uh, the good news is, though, mate, looks like Robbie, Robbie Farrow is going to get his spot. Yeah, right. So that makes everyone happy. Uh, no room for Mitch Rain. Uh, buddy, the TV bids are in from Foxtel and Channel 9. The first bids yeah. are in front. Uh, the Telegraph has immediately declared that they were underwhelming. Um, yep. Mind you, I'd, I'd be impressed to know or see the uh, information that they had in front of them telling them that. Uh, you're the ARLC, which is the commission, and you know that if Channel 7 and Channel 10 come in with a subsequent bid that is more than 10% in total with another bid, then Channel 9 and Fox Sports, as I understand it, and I could be wrong, lose the last right of refusal on uh, the bids for the Channel 9, uh, for the rights. Uh, how does that make you feel? I didn't know that last bit. Up until now, I was very not worried, and now I'm very worried. Uh, um, I kind of figured they were just going in low because they knew that, you know, you're going to start low and then work your way up. But well, that's the thing. That Channel 7 and Channel 10 come in more than 110%. Yep. What? Channel 9 offer, then Channel 9 lose their second No, they don't lose it. I think they can still come back with, with subsequent offers, but they lose the clause that says they get the absolute final offer. So basically, um, at the moment, if, if Channel 7 and 10... Say that say they bid $900 million, all right? If yeah. Channel 10 come in at whatever that... $100 million, that means that it would become literally a bidding war and whichever one that the NRL chose would win. Um, whereas at the moment, Channel 9 have the ability that if... Um, Channel 7 ended up with their final offer of, say, $1.25 billion. Um, Channel 9 had come in at $1.26 billion, and they'd get the rights. At the moment, Channel... Uh, now, how, how do we have that? that? That's a bit ridiculous. That's, that's surely, something that Packer... Surely, yeah, that's back way, 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 way back. They made those deals. That's why Channel 9's had the rights for the last 20 years, mate, because Packer put those things into the deals to make sure that he had that last right of refusal. When, when, they, when the last TV rights deal was done, yep. part of that deal was that when we negotiate the next deal, we get the last right. Correct. And you got to remember, this is... <laughs> oh, it sounds ridiculous, I agree. But, you know, that's, that's good business on Packer's part because it basically guarantees him that if he wants to spend it, he has the rights again the next time. Now, now what's to stop the NRL from saying, stuff that deal, we're going with the highest bidder? Uh, if... Whatever they've bid this first one is is too low, and that's why I think. I mean, we've discussed it with Matt earlier in no, the show. No, 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 no. But uh, the stuff given Channel Nine and Foxtel the last bid. It's in the contracts, the I think. Bid wins. Yeah, I, as far as I'm aware, it's in the contracts, mate. So. Who cares? <laughs> contract. What are they going to do? I don't know, but I do. I do ask you this, um, mate. You love watching your footy. You love watching your live Friday night football. But I discussed it with Matty. But we're not getting the Friday night doubleheader live, mate. 
Did he do that this afternoon, did he? No, no, well, he's been saying that on the Dead Set Legends the last couple of weekends. Well, he's uh, saying that his inside source is, is, is that we will definitely have all of the rugby league games live. No, 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 no. I'm talking about this Friday night, mate. Oh, this Friday night? Yeah. Well, so, what's new? Yeah, that's my point, is that, you know, and this is what we discussed earlier, but effectively, why isn't Channel 9, I'm asking you this as a, as a league fan, particularly someone who only has free-to-air TV, you know, what kind of message does that send to the fans from Channel 9 about how they treat the game? Like, it's yeah, almost it's got to the point, point, I think, where yeah. you don't care, you actually don't want Channel 9 to get the rights anymore, because that's how they're going to treat us. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And it, it sort of shows a bit, uh, maybe, maybe NRL does want to go elsewhere. Because, we, really, we do want to go with someone who's going to treat us right. We just want some respect, that, that, don't we? That's why I've been loving this whole bidding war between the, you know, the different channels. Uh, you know, surely it's going to secure us our, you know, the highest possible price. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's all a bit convoluted, but, geez, I find it hard to believe that we're not going to get similar to what AFL got. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope we get to the billion, but I... Posted a tweet the other day, over under, basically one point oh 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 five billion. You know, like, will we will we crack past it? I think we might get it, the billion, but I don't think we're going to necessarily um, have it go past, mate. We're going to get to some uh, feedback files in just a few seconds. Uh, yeah. I have to look at the player of the year votes. They're in for round number nine, buddy, and uh, the lead has changed again. Ooh. We have Billy Slater. Picking up uh, all eight points against the Penrith Panthers for the Storm. He's gone out to 43 votes. Paul Gallon with the goose egg last uh, Monday night on 40. Then we've got Todd Carney and Greg Inglis on 27 each. Jared Mullen, Cooper Cronk on 26. JT, 24. Sorry, Johnson and Cherry Evans on 22. Matty Bowen, 20. And Benji Marshall on 19. I can't argue with where anybody is on that list. No, I wouldn't argue with any of that. That sounds pretty much right. And a couple that of means your system's working, Walter. That means it's working, which is about time. I mean, it's been working. <laughs> it's been it's been working beautifully for three years. I got, I got to give all the credit to uh, our voters. They do a great job every single week, and they post it on Twitter. Everybody just follow the hashtag uh, NRL tweet P O T Y. What does that stand for again, Dave? Pardon? What does that stand for again? Well done. All right, mate. Uh, we're going to go to our, the, the uh, results in the tipping league. Uh, now, you basically killed yourself, didn't you, a couple of weeks ago? I did. Oh, devastating. And and this week, you've only got five, mate. What's what's going on? Are you, are you not picking favourites anymore? What's happening? Well, no. I never pick favourites, was it? I'm a bit upset that you keep giving me that. Oh, I'm telling everyone, telling everyone that I'm doing that. I just pick who I think's going to win. Well, you realise why I'm doing it, don't you? Pardon? Do you realise why I'm doing it? Yeah, to basically, basically <laughs> make you pick. It's basically to make you pick some upsets and thus uh, fall behind, like lose your lead a little bit. It's working beautifully. Yeah, well, I, I, I did sort of figure that, but um, <laughs> no, well, you think it's working beautifully, but you wait till I get a perfect round this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good. All right. Um, good luck. Oh, don't get the extra. T- I think you don't get the extra two points. Uh, you don't get any extra points in our comps, obviously, but. I think the uh, Rugby League Live one gets you two extra points. And, mate, I missed the Sharkies Monday night. Not happy. That was my perfect round. Uh, buddy, uh, the the ladder at sees Diesel Dave out on 49 alongside Tony's Troopers. They both got seven from eight last week. Uh, Simo Alley on 48 with 80 and average Joe's on 48. And then there's a whole bunch of people between 47 and 45. 
Sticking with the, the leaders, but that's a pretty good lead to have, I guess, about four uh, tips after 10 rounds. Yeah. Uh, so at the moment, I think we've got yeah. uh, 53. Yeah, those tips. Yep, 53 people in the uh, race for the Steeden for this year. Uh, and DC, I think, if you had have submitted your tips, I still, I still can't remember what you actually you got that week, but I think you'd be about 46, is my guess, if you had submitted them. I'd have, have three more than what I have at the moment. Three more than what you have at the moment. All right, I'll double-check that uh, with the relevant authorities and still not give you the points. Uh, mate, uh, we have to go to uh, some feedback files before we get your tips for round number 10. Our mate Vinny Parmigiana wants to know, will the Warriors surge over the rep period? One would assume that they'd have a bit of a surge, depending on who they're playing. But if they're playing teams where they've got you know, lots of players out and, and, and the Warriors don't, then, you know, you've got to think they're going to fare a bit better. But I don't know if you'd call it a surge. Okay, oh, I think I think they might. Uh, Nathan Friend is a bit of a loss for them, but uh, considering they've struggled to put... I don't think they've even put two wins together this year. Uh, it starts this weekend, I think, against the Roosters, and I think they might be a team that really makes a push through the middle part of the season, not really affected by uh, origin at all, which is important. So I think Vinny is a Warriors fan, so that's good news for him. As for other teams, look, uh, if the Dragons didn't have a crazy man called Matt Pryor on their team, there might have been a chance. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, mate, there's a bit of a tip, actually, that's going around the Not The Footy Show offices that we, uh, or that one of our members actually paid Matty Pryor off, allegedly paid Matty Pryor off to uh, try and tent peg Jonathan Thurston. Can you confirm or deny that accusation? What, one of our members. One of, one of, one of the members of our, uh, our illustrious uh, Not The Footy Show panel in an effort to uh, help New South Wales' chances at origin. Um, listen, I, I, I plead the Fifth Amendment. What's the Fifth Amendment? <laughs> the one where you, can, you, know, you, you don't want to say anything because you're worried about you're going to get hurt. Okay. Uh, well, I, th- I don't think uh, Matt Pryor was worried about what was happening after he uh, leveled that elbow into JT's head. Mate, you've got a theory on uh, Pryor and the Dragons. Oh, for, for mine, he's always been sort of the weakest link in the Dragons anyway. He's, he's a decent young player, but... Um, no. We've got some other young players who are ready to come up through the reins, pun intended. Um, you know, and <laughs> it was a bit of a bad one, I know. <laughs> um, oh, well, I, he, I don't know what happened. He, he Apparently he hasn't had any indiscretion since 2009, and he ran at the line thinking, I'm going to push it over, and in the last moment he thought I'm going to elbow in the head, and he did it, and now he's got to pay the penalty. Yeah, he does, mate. Um, I think you were hunting for a pun there, weren't you? But it's it's a bit like the, I think this whole Matt Pryor thing might be coming from like the whole team seems to have a bit a bit lacking the discipline that Bennett seemed to put into them in the last three years. It's almost like the Dragons are going very much back to the Dragons of old, and it worries me a little bit. Yeah, it's, mate, it was always going to be a threat. Uh, I think the fact that they played at such a high level for that period of time, uh, it's tough yeah. to maintain that kind of intensity. And I think you saw it with the Roosters, mate, when Stewart left their club, or even the last couple of years of his, his uh, tenure there as coach, mate. You, you get to a certain point, and it's a great place to be when, you, when you're when at your top of your game. But you know, once the, once the desire, I guess, in, in, in a respect, falls away a little bit, it's, it's hard to get, get it back. Especially with the competition being the, way, being the way it is at the moment. It's so close, and it's those little things that make all the difference. That attitude... The, you know, that feeling within the whole club that, you know, they sort of get a sniff of, of victory and that's what makes them perform week in, week out. And if it's not there, you start to, to snowball. It's, yeah, it's very worrying. Just a quick point on the Dragons, just to give an indication of how big that loss for it was for them the other night. They were in fourth position, I think, 
with five wins and three losses going to the game. They now share, effectively, fourth position. They're in eighth on percentages. Every single team that is now even with them on 10 points won last week, and that is the Cowboys, the Bulldogs, the Seagulls, the Rabbitohs, and the Roosters. So you had a two-point lead on all those sides, and that loss, it, it hurts. Yeah, that, it hurt a lot. Um, I mean, yeah, I, it was, I think a lot of people saw it coming going up to, to North Queensland. Yeah. I mean, I watched the first set, and then I said to myself, oh, right, I'll, I'll change the channel over because we're going to get walloped here. <laughs> you know, from the first set, the attitude wasn't there from us, and they were firing, and we, like, literally, they were running twice as fast as us, and it was just evident that they weren't there to Win, so. Yeah. All right, mate. Let's go to your tips for round number ten. Let's see if we can uh, get an upset out of you. Broncos and Seagulls on Friday night. Broncos. Ooh, very, very good. I've actually taken the Seagulls, mate. Uh, Bulldogs ah. and Titans. Say it again. Bulldogs and Titans. Oh, Bulldogs. Uh, Warriors and Roosters. I'm going Warriors. Knights and Cowboys. I'm going Cowboys. I'm going the Knights. Raiders and Eels. I'm going the Eels. And so am I. They are the morals of the weekend. The, Ooh, okay. The right. Sharks and the Storm. I'm going to go the Sharks here. This is the one that the Storm lose. No, I disagree. I think uh, the Storm will lose the game after Origin to the Broncos, but they will not lose this one to the Sharkies. Uh, although everyone's going to get on this sort of which one are they going to lose uh, bandwagon at some point. I'm just hoping it doesn't sting me this week. And the Panthers and the Dragons, mate. Dragons by how much? Uh, 12. Yeah, I think it'll be close. I don't think the Panthers are going to turn it up like they have the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think so. Just just on um, the Eagles, Yep. I, I actually thought they came out playing pretty damn good football last week with the Dogs, but it was just the Dogs playing so damn good that made it look like it's just the same old Eagles. I, I was very impressed with the dogs. Their forwards were playing like halves, and every play they did they had a second phase play, and they were just throwing the ball around and getting an extra ten meters every time. Um, it, geez, it's hard to play against that when they, when a team like the dogs are doing that. Yeah, um, I actually think that it'll be Hayne and Sando will be the key to victory on the weekend. Um, okay, they'll get they'll get some free free rain, I think, against the Raiders, and unfortunately, they'll make us pay. Now, I can tell you that you got the Cowboys with fried rice, mate. Okay. Oh, hang on. No, you didn't. Hang on. I read it wrong. Uh, going through the list, uh, I think you get uh, the Jim, 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 Jim. You get the Sharks. Oh, good. You get the Sharks. Yeah, good. Okay. I, I, seriously, I think, I think Sharks are very... I mean, people are rating them well, but, jeez, they're, they're doing some room. Yeah, I couldn't. I can't pick them, mate. They cost me the perfect round last week. It's not happening this week for me. <laughs> uh, buddy, that's us for another footy show. It's a very uh, truncated not the footy show this week. Uh, mate, you will be in the studio next week, is that correct? That's correct. All right, and uh, mate, I can tell you, and I, I revealed it with Maria, we are hoping, and it might be next Wednesday night, I've got to double check uh, and figure out the date, but Paul Siren is the man we're targeting for our Not The Footy Show uh, 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 origin special. Uh, mate, big Paul Siren. Siro. Siro. You looking forward to that? We're going to get an interview with him, are we? Sorry? Are we going to get an interview with him? We'll get an interview with him, mate. Um... So it'll be uh, pretty good, hopefully. Uh, I'm, just, I'm talking. To his, his people are talking to my people, and we'll uh, see if we can get it locked in on the weekend. Is it going on the weekend? Uh, no, no, no. no as right. in, mate, I'm going to try and have it on the Wednesday night if it can happen. When you're in the studio, you can talk to Sarah. Oh, cool. Okay. You can Very ask good. him about those uh, genuine blockout shutters and, and see uh, <laughs> if the uh, if the old lady's still with us. Um, so that'll be uh, hopefully our guest, everyone, uh, for our Origin special. 
next week. Now, buddy, that's us uh, done and dusted. Uh, which website can everyone go to for more information on the Origin teams? Gee, it was a bit quick that time. Uh, you can grab us on Facebook. Uh, it's just facebook.com slash NRL podcast. I'm at the NRL tweet. DC is on a Twitter embargo. I don't know why it is. Uh, and, of course, you can uh, rate us over at iTunes. Just search NRL podcast, which is how you listen to this show in the first place. Please tell your friends about our show. We enjoy bringing it to you every week. And uh, we'll have a couple of Origin specials uh, leading into all the Origin games this Excellent. coming rep season. DC Chapman, thanks for being with us. Uh, eyes follows here on the podcast and we'll speak to you next week on Not The Footy Show. I've been Wart Nicholson. I've been DC Chapman. Enjoy your league, league lovers. Excuse me, Daddy, I'm doing my tip. Okay, well, I forgot him last week. We did the interview with Eyes for his tips for round number nine, but Uncle Warwick forgot to put him in the podcast. So, buddy, no one knows what you tipped last week. Uncle Warwick! Yeah, a bit of a stuff-up on my part, but we'll get make sure you're in the podcast this week, okay? Okay. Now, Canberra played Manly last weekend, and Manly won 18 points to 12. That's really, really bad. Yeah, so Canberra got done, buddy, but we had a good effort. But our coach got fined $10,000 for saying that the refs cheated. Wow. Do you think he deserved to be fined for saying that? Yes. Okay, that's fair enough. So does everybody else. Uh, buddy, we're going to go to your tips for round number 10. On Friday night, we have the Broncos against the Sea Eagles. Sea Eagles. And the Bulldogs play the Titans. Bulldogs. And then on Saturday afternoon, we have the Warriors and the Roosters. Roosters. And then the Saturday night games, I'm just trying to remember while I uh, figure it out. Uh, We have the... We have the Knights against the Cowboys. Cowboys. And then on Sunday, we have the Raiders against the Eels. Raiders. The who? Raiders. Oh, I thought you said eels. <laughs> then we have the Sharks and the Storm. Storm. That's the first time I think you've picked the Storm all year. Well, actually, Sharks. No, I'm taking the Storm. That's how you pick. Done, sorted, locked in. Because you know, buddy, that they've won nine straight games. Okay, change the Storm. Okay. Uh, and then the last game, mate, is on Monday night, the Panthers up against the Dragons. Panthers. Do you know the Panthers have lost four straight games? Maybe. Dragons. (laughs) Maybe you should learn how to look at the table, buddy. Okay. And see where all the teams are ranked. Now, last week, I asked you about footy cards and then forgot to put your answers in the podcast. Have you been reading your your, your footy cards to find out about the players on your cards? One. Who did you read about? Um, the funny player. What's his name? Um, I forgot. Okay, yeah. I'll just bring it home here on Not The Footy Show 105, the Round 10 preview now, buddy. We've already touched on it on the show, but Michael Jennings got dropped by the Panthers. He's playing for the Windsor Wolves. If you're New South Wales Cockroaches coach, do you pick Michael Jennings? I pick Jennings in a heartbeat. Hey, Uncle, I was in the dentist today. What time did you go to the dentist, Eyes? 
Where did you get that? As we've gone back in history to look at great moments, we've looked at great players and great plays. Well, in this one, we certainly have great players, but in a different situation. Let me take you back to 1991, state of origin number two, Sydney Football Stadium. It's a cold, wet night in Sydney. The rain is teeming down, the ball's difficult to handle, the pressure cooker of origin, something had to give. With the series on the line, New South Wales second rower Mark Geyer takes it upon himself to become the enforcer in the Blues lineup. There are a number of incidents in the first half where Geyer is running around and dishing out punishment. Queensland, in their typical way, will retaliate. They refuse to be intimidated. From a penalty close to their own line, Queensland hooker Steve Walters decides to take the tap and just hit it up to end the half. But Mark Geyer has got other ideas. The Queensland players react to the way Geyer has tackled Walters and pandemonium breaks loose. Players coming in from all over now and still going. The first part of the second origin for 91. So we go back to the magistrate. Oh, Geyer and Lewis, they're mouthing off at each other over the top of David Manson's head. Benny Elias standing there like, like David. Big Mark Guy towering over him. Manson's not impressed. Lewis again says something to Guy. They push and shout. Oh boy! What a spiteful ending to the first 40 minutes. Manson, Manson uh, shoulders Lewis away. The confrontation between Wally Lewis and Mark Guy in front of the referee and in front of that huge crowd typified the passion of Origin. Typified what pressure can do to men and typified the spirit of both states as neither was going to be intimidated. In the end, the Blues snuck home for a narrow victory, but it was the confrontation between those two great players on the stroke of half-time that is etched in our memories forever. Well, this is MG, you're listening to Not The Footy Show. Just go away now. I've had a gut call of you the whole game. Oh, I see. We're here for five minutes. You've been sleeping over there.